Tonight on Throwback Thursday, as Tune FM celebrates 50 years, 1995. You are a toy! You weren't the real Buzz Lightyear, you're, uh, you're an action figure! We're taking a quick breeze through the year 1995, including the O.J. Simpson murder case, the release of Toy Story, and the Oklahoma City bombing. All that and plenty of great music tonight on Throwback Thursday, helping Tune FM celebrate 50 years. You are certainly listening to Throwback Thursday 1995 here on 106.9 Tune FM. We are absolutely breezing through these 50 years of history. We're up to the year 95. We'd like to send out a thanks to uh, Dr. Helen Ware for joining us last week to discuss uh, the inauguration of Nelson Mandela. Uh, we are going to be back to a, a bit of a solo show tonight where we're going to breeze through a few different issues that happened in 1995. We are going to be starting with the O.J. Simpson murder case. Then we're going to be talking about a slightly brighter topic, the release of the very first film ever to be completely computer-generated animation. That was, of course, Toy Story in 1995. And we'll finish off talking about the tragedy that was the Oklahoma City bombing in 1995. But we start with the O.J. Simpson murder case, perhaps one of the most high-profile and famous uh, murder cases in the history of the world. It was a criminal trial held in the Los Angeles County Superior Court with former NFL player, broadcaster and actor O.J. Simpson tried and eventually acquitted on two counts of murder for the 12th of June 1994 slashing deaths of his ex-wife, Nicole Brown Simpson, and her friend, Ron Goldman. Eventually, uh, so essentially what happened is at 12.10 a.m. on the 13th of June 1994, Brown and Goldman were found stabbed to death outside her condominium in the Brentwood neighborhood of Los Angeles. So obviously Simpson became a person of interest after police found a bloody glove behind his house and he was formally charged with the murders on the 17th of June. When he did not turn himself in at the agreed time, having previously been released after perfunctory question, questioning by police detectives, he became the object of a low-speed pursuit in a white 1993 Ford Bronco owned and driven by his friend Al Cowlings. Uh, TV stations actually interrupted coverage of the 1994 NBA Finals to broadcast the incident, and the pursuit was live-watched by an estimated 95 million people. The pursuit, arrest, and trial were among the most widely publicized events in American history. The trial was often characterized as the trial of the century because of its massive international publicity. It would span for over 11 months from the jury swearing in on the 9th of November 1994. Opening statements were made on the 24th of January 95, and the verdict was announced on the 3rd of October 1995 when Simpson was acquitted on two counts of murder. According to US, USA Today, the case has been described as the most publicized criminal trial in history. Simpson was actually represented by a very high-profile defense team, also referred to as the Dream Team, initially read, led by Robert Shapiro, and uh, then subsequently uh, directed by Johnny Cochran. The team also included F. Lee Bailey, Alan Dershowitz, Robert Kardashian, Sean Holly. Carl E. Douglas and Gerald Ullman. Barry Sheck and Peter Neufeld were the two additional attorneys who specialized in DNA evidence. Um, so it was thought that there was a pretty 
strong case against Simpson, but eventually Johnny Cochran was able to convince the jury that there was reasonable doubt concerning the validity of the state's DNA evidence, which was a relatively new form of evidence in trials at that time. That reasonable doubt theory included evidence that the blood sample had allegedly been mishandled by lab scientists and technicians, and that there were questionable circumstances that surrounded other court exhibits. Cochran and his defense team also alleged other misconduct by the LAPD uh, related to systemic racism and incompetence, and in particular, some of the actions and comments of Detective Mark Furman. The trial became historically significant because of the reaction to the eventual not guilty verdict. The nation observed the same evidence presented at trial, but a division along racial lines emerged in observers' opinion of the verdict, which the media dubbed the racial gap. A poll of Los Angeles County residents showed that most African Americans felt that justice had been served by the not guilty verdict, while the majority of whites and Latinos felt that it was a racially motivated jury nullification by a mostly African American jury. Polling shows the gap has narrowed since the trial, with now over half of polled African-American respondents in 2015 saying that they believe that Simpson was guilty. After the trial, the families of Brown and Goldman actually filed a lawsuit against Simpson. On the 4th of February 1997, the jury unanimously found Simpson responsible for both deaths. The family were awarded compensatory and punitive damages, totaling a massive uh, $33.5 million at the time, but they've only received a small portion of that monetary figure to date. In 2000, Simpson would leave California, moving to Florida, which is one of the few states where personal assets such as homes and pensions cannot be seized to cover liabilities incurred in other states. So take from that what you will. But one of the most high-profile court cases of all time, certainly, uh, the People versus O.J. Simpson, uh, which came to a decision on the 3rd of October, 1995. When we come back, we're going to take a little bit of a brighter look. We're going to be talking about Toy Story, which was the first film, the first feature-length film anyway, ever released to be entirely animated with computer-generated imagery. That's coming up right after this song from 1995, Gangster's Paradise by Coolio and LV. Of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Cause I've been blasting and laughing so long that even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. But I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it. Me be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of. You better watch how you're talking and where you're walking, or you and your homies might be lying in chalk. I really hate the trip, but I gotta lope. As they croak, I see myself in the pistol smoke, fool. I'm the kind of cheater little homies wanna be like on my knees in the night, saying prayers in the street light. Situation they got me facing. I can't live a normal life. I was raised by the state, so I gotta be down with the hood team. 
Too much television watching, got me chasing dreams. I'm an educated fool with money on my mind. Got my tin in my hand and a gleam in my eye. I'm a locked out gangster, set tripping banker. And my homies is down, so don't arouse my anger. Fool, death ain't nothing but a heartbeat away. I'm living life through a dire. What can I say? I'm 23 now, but will I live to see 24? The way things are going, I don't know. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM. This is Throwbacks Thursday, 1995. That was Gangster's Paradise by Coolio and LV. We're going to talk now about Toy Story, a little bit of a brighter topic than uh, the other two that we're talking about this evening. Uh, the 1995 American computer animated buddy comedy film produced by Pixar Animation Studios and released by Walt Disney Pictures. Of course, um, we all know Toy Story. We all know it's uh, now three sequels it has. Um, but at the time, it was a bit of a revelation. It was the feature film directorial debut of John Lasseter, one of the lead creators at Pixar. And it was the first entirely computer animated feature film, as well as, of course, the first feature film from Pixar. The screenplay was written by Joss Whedon, who you might know as the director of the first two Avengers movies, uh, Andrew Stanton, Joel Cohen, and Alec Sokolow, with, from a story by Lasseter, Stanton, Pete Doctor, and Joe Ranft. And the music features, uh, the film features music, sorry, by Randy Newman. Um, it's a brilliant film, really, featuring the voices of Tom Hanks, Tim Allen, Don Rickles, Wallace Shawn, John Ratzenberger, Jim Varney, Annie Potts, Ali Ermey, 
John Morris, Laurie Metcalf, and Eric Von Detten. And it takes place in a world where anthropomorphic toys come to life when humans are not present, and focuses on the relationship between an old-fashioned pull-string cowboy doll named Woody and an, an astronaut action figure named Buzz Lightyear as they evolve from rivals competing for the affections of their owner Andy to friends who work together to be reunited with him after being separated from him. It actually was inspired by the success of a 1988 short film by Pixar called Tin Toy, and they were approached by Disney to produce a computer-animated feature film told from a small toy's perspective. They wrote early uh, story ideas, which were all rejected by Disney. They wanted the film's tone to be a little bit edgier. After several disastrous story reels, production was actually halted, and the script was rewritten to better reflect the tone and theme that Pixar desired, which was toys deeply want children to play with them, and this desire drives their hopes, fears, and actions. The studio then wrote Toy Story. It premiered at the El, Cap El Capitan Theatre in Los Angeles, California on the 19th of November, 1995, and was released in theatres around North America by the 22nd of November. It would become the highest grossing film during its opening weekend, eventually grossing over $373 million worldwide. And it received, of course, critical acclaim as we know today. It holds a rare 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It was praised for the technical innovation of the 3D animation, its wit and its thematic sophistication of the screenplay, musical score and vocal performances, particularly Tom Hanks and Tim Allen. It is considered by many to be one of the best animated films ever made, which is an absolutely astonishing achievement when you think about the fact that no one had made a 3D animated film before. No one had made one entirely animated by computers. The fact that they managed to pull off with this technology that nobody had ever used before, such a brilliant film is remarkable. It will receive three Academy Award nominations, one for Best Original Screenplay, one for Best Original Song, and one for Best Original Score. It would also win a Special Achievement Academy Award. In 2005, in its first year of eligibility, it was inducted into the National Film Registry for being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. In addition to its home media and theatrical releases, it's inspired material including toys, video games, theme park attractions, spin-offs, merchandise, and of course its three sequels, Toy Story 2, which was released in 1999, Toy Story 3, which was released in 2010, and Toy Story 4, which came out last year, all of which garnered commercial success and critical acclaim. It's got a spin-off TV series called Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, which aired between 2000 and 2001, as, along with a direct-to-video film, uh, which was called Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, The Adventure Begins. Uh, so this absolutely incredible uh, cult following that it's gathered, and rightfully so, the very first film to be animated completely using computers, the very first uh, fully 3D animated film coming out in 1995. What a year. Well, we're going to go to another song here on Throwback Thursday 1995 here on Tune FM. When we come back, we're going to be talking about one of the more tragic incidents to take place in 1995, which was the Oklahoma City bombings. That's right after this song, which is Bombastic by Shaggy. Mr. Bombastic We want some bombastic, romantic, fantastic lover Shaggy Mr. Lover, Lover, mm. I'm Mr. Lover, Lover, <laughs> girl. Mr. Lover, Lover, mm. I'm Mr. Lover, Lover. She call me Mr. Bombastic, send me fantastic, touch me 
Coming on me box, she says I'm Mr. Romantic Call me fantastic Touch me on me box, she says I'm Mr. Rose Smooth Just like a silk Soft and cuddly, hug me up like a quilt I'm a lyrical lover Now take me finna filled with my sexual physique You know me well, Bill, do me Well, well, can't you tell? I'm just like a turtle crawling out of my shell. Girl, you captivate my body, put me under a spell. With your couscous perfume, I love your sweet smell. You're the only young girl who can ring my bell and I can take rejection. So you tell me go to well, I'm bombastic. Tell me fantastic. Put me on my box, she says I'm Mr. Rose. Romantic, tell me fantastic. She took me on my box, she says I'm Mr. Boom, boom. Says Mr. Boombastic, why? Girl, your admiration, it lead me from the start. With such physical attraction, girl, you know to feel the spark. I want a few words, now go tell you no sweet talk. Now go lava, 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 and I chop your fart. I'll get straight to the point, like a horror, horror dart. Only don't have a jacuzzi and get some bubble bath. Only song you will hear is the beating of my heart. And we will, mmm, and have some sweet pillow talk. I'm Boombastic, tell me fantastic. Another song from 1995 here on Throwback Thursday 95. It was Bombastic by Shaggy. And now we're going to move on to 
Perhaps the biggest tragedy to take place in the year 1995. Oklahoma City on the 19th of April, American terrorists Timothy McVeigh and Terry Nichols uh, committed a domestic terrorist truck bombing at the Alfred P. Murrah Federal Building in Oklahoma City. At about 9.02 a.m. on the 19th of April, a truck bomb went off, killing at least 168 people, including many children and injuring more than 680 others. It destroyed more than a third of the building, which had to, in the end, be demolished. The blast destroyed or damaged 324 other buildings within a 16-block radius in Oklahoma City. It shattered glass in 258 nearby buildings and destroyed or burned 86 cars, causing an estimated $652 million worth of damage. Local, state, federal and worldwide agencies engaged in extensive rescue efforts in the wake of the bombing. And they and Oklahoma City received substantial donations from across the country. The Federal Emergency Management Agency activated 11 of its urban search and rescue task forces consisting of 665 rescue workers who assisted in rescue and recovery operations. And until the September 11 attacks in 2001, the Oklahoma City bombing was the deadliest terrorist attack in the history of the United States. And it remains the deadliest, deadliest act of domestic terrorism in U.S. history. So this explosion went off within 90 minutes. McVeigh was stopped by Oklahoma Highway Patrolman Charlie Hanger for driving without a license plate and was arrested for illegal weapons possession. Forensic evidence quickly linked McVeigh and Nichols to the attack. Nichols was then arrested and within days both were charged. Michael and Laurie Fortier were later identified as accomplices. McVeigh was a veteran of the Gulf War and a sympathizer with the U.S. militia movement. And he detonated a rider rental truck full of explosives that he parked in front of the building. Nichols had assisted with the bomb's preparation. though He was motivated by his dislike for the U.S. federal government. And he was unhappy about its handling of the Ruby Ridge incident in 1992 and the Waco siege of 1993. McVeigh timed his attack to coincide with the second anniversary of the fire that ended the siege at the Branch Davidian compound in Waco, Texas, which we talked about two weeks ago. The official FBI investigation, which was known as OK Bomb, uh, involved 28 thousand interviews and collecting 3.5 short tons that's about 3.2 metric tons of evidence and nearly 1 billion pieces of information. The bombers were eventually tried and convicted in 1997. McVie was uh, sentenced to death and was executed by lethal injection on the 11th of June 2001 at the U.S. Federal Penitentiary in Terre Haute, Indiana. Nichols was sentenced to life in prison in 2004. Michael and Laurie Fortier testified against McVie and Nichols. Fortier being sentenced to Michael, sorry, being sentenced to 12 years in prison for failing to warn the United States government, and Laurie receiving immunity from prosecution in exchange for her testimony. In response to that bombing, the U.S. Congress passed the Anti-Terrorism and Effective Death Penalty Act of 1996, which tightened the standards for habeas corpus in the United States. It also passed legislation to increase the protection around federal buildings to deter future terrorist attacks. And on the 19th of April 2000, the Oklahoma City National Memorial was dedicated on the site of the Amara Federal Building, uh, commemorating the victims of the bombing. Remembrance services are held every year on the 19th of April at the time of the explosion. 
Uh, so this absolutely devastating domestic terror attack taking place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma uh, in 1995. What a tragic incident that was. Well, that's going to draw to a close this slightly shortened episode of Throwback Thursday this evening. Make sure you join us at the same time next week as we move on to the year 1996. I look forward to having you with us then.